Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. And my guest today is Benita Zahn. And Benita is going to talk about her new endeavor of being a health and wellness coach. Benita, thank you for being on Focus on Albany. I've enjoyed you many, many years on Channel 13. And you've well, opened up a You've opened up a new chapter of your life. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, I have, and it's a pleasure to be with you and to share this. Thank you. you know, all those I had been uh, for many years, I'm over 20, my beat was health, along with, you know, of course, reporting and anchoring. Um, but health was my area of uh, concentration. And during that time, I got my master's and doctorate in bioethics from Albany Medical College, all to help empower. And that's really the, the heart of coaching. I don't do it. I help you find your why. I help you create your vision for what you see yourself uh, in your best uh, fashion and help you help empower you to achieve that goal. And, and that's, you know, lots of us, I think, you know, you know Cynthia, when we're, we've got children around, you know, we give them uh, gold stars for the things they do well, but we forget to do that for ourselves as we mature. But we all need that reinforcement. We all need to see ourselves as moving towards a, a positive goal. Uh, one of my clients' great messages me and says, I just need an attaboy. And I'm happy to uh, mm-hmm. provide that. They're doing the work. So that's the kind, that's sort of the essence, if I, you will, uh, of what. Uh, I do. You know, you maybe you, you're looking to lose weight and get more energy, a kick of the cigarette habit. A lot of people think, oh, I'm a failure. I, I, I tried and I can't do it. It's not that you failed. You just didn't have the right clothing on. You know, when you go buy a suit or a dress, you have to try a lot of them on. And I hope you find the one that fits you best. Mm. So I remember reading a few years back that you had gotten your doctor's doctorate degree and I knew right. you were a runner and I know that you're you were an anchor on TV how did you manage to fit all that into one day um you're planning and you know it's also it's priority you know what's important and everything feeds something else if you are active you feel better if you feel better you're more likely to tackle something new um, and feel more empowered to uh, do something like that. So um, I, I think you know, it's like a pocketbook. You just get the right size and you put everything in it. So when you were on Channel 13, I know that you talked about health and wellness. What made you decide to go for a Ph.D.? Um, you know, just love of learning, the ability to know more, to better empower me to help the um, my viewers. That that's why I I went back to the doctorate, and it was interesting work. It still is. And I'm sure that you apply what you what you mastered as a in, in your doctorate degree and what you're doing now, right? Oh, very much so. As the essence of um, bioethics is, when it comes to interpersonal relationships is empowerment and autonomy. I don't tell you what to do. 
I help you be empowered to make the decisions that are best for you, which is the heart of coaching. So they're very much aligned. Wow, that's great. So tell us a little bit about what it's like to be a coach. Well, um, first I went to school. When, when It's something I thought about for quite some time, and then when the pandemic closed the world down, I said, well, you know what, this is a good opportunity. And I had been looking for a program, and I uh, chose Well Coaches, which is the granddaddy of all the health and wellness programs out there. And uh, they're gaining uh, – there are more programs coming online because this is a burgeoning field. It's one of the top ten in health uh, care right now. So I signed on, and it was uh, there are three distinct uh, areas that you have to study in. You've got to pass the test in each one before you can proceed to the next. And um, it was fascinating. There's a lot of science, um, interpersonal relationships, learning how to ask a question in a different way, Cynthia, than I've always asked questions. You know, you really have to be careful about not asking why as in when somebody says, yeah, I ate a lot of chocolate cake that day. And if you ask why, that sounds like a pejorative. You know, the better question is tell me about eating it and the choices that you made to get you there. So we work together. I, I, and I don't know if I said it earlier, everybody has, you know, I think I did, we all have superpowers, but we forget about them. And then we begin to think we really can't do anything. When we sit around, we have a little time to talk. You can identify them and connect with them and then see how you can utilize them in your everyday life. And you well know, and we, we've got the Olympics coming up. Mm-hmm. Olympics work with coaches. They're innately talented, and they know how to do their sport. But we start to fall into habits that don't best suit us the more we do something at times. We may lose sight of what it, the goal really is. We may begin to do something that doesn't really serve our needs and well-being. That's what happens with athletes. I'm back in, I'm taking a Wednesday uh, women's ski program up at Gore, something I've always wanted to do. Skiing for years, but goodness, you know, I had some bad habits or habits that weren't suiting me. Not bad, just habits that weren't suiting me. And my coach is great getting me to reconnect. And that's what coaching is all about. Coaching is coaching, whether it be for your health and wellness or for skiing or for running. Keeps you focused, keeps you tuned, keeps you aligned. So I know you're a runner. Um, Have you been doing many marathons, you know, over the past couple of years because of COVID? I've done five total. I've done New York twice. I did my very first was the inaugural San Diego, the Rock and Roll Marathon. I did Cape wow. Cod. And I Boston, Boston as a Dana Faber runner. Now we raised a lot of money. So you did the full 26.2? That's a marathon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, because some people do just. 13.1, they do half marathons, no. but you've done the full right. one. I've, I've done full. If somebody says Cynthia, they've done 26.2. Otherwise, they're clear, and they say they did half marathons, and I love the half marathon distance. So what, what's been your best time 
Speed-wise? Yes. I don't even... You know what? I haven't been able to break five hours. I've come close on a full marathon. There's always been something in terms of life. And you asked how I get it all done. Well, I crossed the line, but it may not have been as fast as somebody else. But um, I get there. I get the the, the medal, and it's always within the prescribed amount of time. You know, that's the important thing. I think it isn't how fast you do it, but that you do it and you finish, right? That's right. And, you know, I'm not that slow. I'm usually in the middle of the pack. It's about... I'm writing for the Hudson Mohawk Roadrunners um, magazine called The Pace Setter. And um, the um, editor of it is putting together an article for the next edition. And she asked us questions. And the last question is <clears throat> the best advice you've ever gotten about running. And for me, it was have fun. Because, you know, I was getting so wrapped up in my performance that it was taking the joy out of the run. And I was running with great folks a while back at a fabulous running group. And once I remembered to have fun, my running got better. You know, sometimes when you're practicing for, you know, a specific goal, you kind of lose lose sight of the fun and, and the the goal and finishing the goal becomes, you know, paramount and you kind of lose the fun about it. Would you agree? You, it can happen. Yes, it can happen. Uh, does it always? I don't. I can't speak for other people, but it can happen. So you've got to remember to keep to keep the reason. It goes back to the why. Back in my coaching, why are you doing it? Why? You know, is it for the mm-hmm. love of running? For the love of learning? Is it for? Uh, the desire to help others, to work with others, to travel a new road. Maybe it's all of the above, Cynthia, you know, but just keep your why front and center. Mm-hmm. So you you were on Channel 13 for a number of years, right? Yes, I was. How many? Forty. What? Yeah, you I spent my life there. Right out of grade I was in grade school. <laughs> yep. Well, forty years, yep. and you saw you saw TV evolve. I'm sure, right? In those forty oh, years. Just, oh yeah, I mean, I never worked with film. I came in after that. Uh, we were already um, what they call DNG electronic journalism, and. Um, Tape was three-quarter inch, and they carried a camera and a recorder, and then we went to uh, half-inch, beta, and they carried just a camera. And you always needed the live truck to roll if you wanted to go live, and you needed a satellite truck if you were a big distance away. Well, now the camera is small. You carry your own pack, and you hit, you know, it's all wireless to get back to the station no matter where you are. So, yeah, we went from... uh, uh, noon, I started with a noon, a 6 and 11 o'clock news, and now it seems to go all the time, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Um, so over the years, you must have uh, talked about issues that your 
you're involved with now, right? Health, health and wellness has always been a part of your persona. So the stuff that you showed on TV, did you, uh, you're carrying over to being a coach, right? Very well said, yep. Good. So over the years, I'm sure you've talked about a lot of issues. And basically, were they all live? If you made a blooper, it would be for for everybody to see. Um, well, you couldn't say time out and, and start all over again. No, when the news goes on, we're live. Now, a report that okay. I may have done a few hours or even a few days ago, that would be on tape. But when you see the people on set anchoring, they're live. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So... Over the over the years, if you've been on, I can't believe it, Benita. Forty years—that's amazing. Yep. All on all on Channel Thirteen. Yeah, and before that, I was in Syracuse for a year and a half, and before that, I was at Cable on Long Island before it became the behemoth that it is for about a year and a half. So, what strikes you as you look back as Every health issue is important, but what's a, a few that really stand out in your mind that you covered? Well, clearly the pandemic um, would be a big one, and the fact uh, the the difficulty that so many have in recognizing and embracing it's a very difficult thing to do. That this is a health issue playing out in real time. We're such an immediate society; we expect to have an answer. Immediately. Um, But that doesn't happen, realistically. Uh, The exciting thing was that the um, mRNA vaccines, in many ways, I mean, that research goes back to the 90s, that development, and it was kind of a a product waiting to to be put into use for uh, the vaccines. So that was very exciting. I think a lot of the work that's been done in terms of preventive medicine is uh, great to see people begin to more, and my work, uh, more readily embrace recognizing that what we eat, you know, food can be viewed as medicine and um, mm-hmm. part of healthy medicines and unhealthy ones and how we use it. And, I, you know, many of my clients will say, you know, I eat bad. Well, you know, Cynthia, I hate to say that there's a bad food. It's, the food's not inherently bad. It, it's what we do with it. You know, if you eat one a uh, bacon double cheeseburger a year, well, okay. It's if you're eating them every third day, that's another story. A piece of chocolate right. cake once in a while, problem. But eating a hunk of cake every night, that's not right. your best for fueling your beautifully tuned or what should be beautifully tuned your body. Right. So um Part of being a health and wellness coach, do you teach nutrition also? It's not so much teaching as um, working towards awareness of. So, yes, in those regards, yes. You know, we take a look at what you're eating, when you're eating, the amounts you're eating, and learning to um, best craft a plan that more appropriately serves your needs. and, you know, understanding the different types of food groups and perhaps considering Mediterranean diet, which is simply lovely and not 
eating, you know, giving your body at least 12 hours, at least 12 hours rest between meals. We tend to eat all day long and people eat at night and your body needs a Mm -hmm. break. So it's all science-based. And I will share that information with my Well, um, a while back, I have a friend who is really, really fashionably thin, and she kept mm-hmm. telling me for a number of years, Cynthia, you've got to join Weight Watchers. So mm-hmm. I did, and it's a life changer because yep. it taught me how to be more disciplined, how mm-hmm. to uh, realize what the zero-point foods are, which is mostly mm-hmm. fruits and vegetables. And it's right. really made a big difference in my life, and... It's the best decision I've made. Bravo. I encourage many of my clients to sign up for Weight Watchers because it's not a diet. Going on a diet implies that you will go off it. Weight Watchers, as you learned, teaches you nutrition and usable nutrition. Right. Right. So that's a, a fish, right? If, if somebody gives you the fish, you're never going to learn. If you learn how to fish for yourself, oh, goodness, how empowering is that? Right. So as a coach, do you, wellness coach, do you uh, coach uh, more women than men, more men than women, or are they about equal? I think right now I have more female clients, but, you know, that's this now. Uh, it's open to men and women. Oh, okay. Now, do you do you teach how to, you know, because you're a runner, so you're into mm-hmm. physical fitness. Do you mm-hmm. coach people on how to, like, do an exercise that might fit, fit into their lifestyle? I don't teach. That's, I want to take that word out of the equation here. Okay. Um, I will people to find an exercise program that best suits them, to establish a game plan as to when they will be in, involved in their exercise. Finding an exercise, as I said, that suits them. Pardon me. A lot of people think they're exercising great, and then you find out, well, they're walking, they're kind of strolling, they're stopping. Well, you've got to hit some targets. You've got to uh, be moving a certain amount of time during the day, things like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I, don't, I don't write a prescription for a particular exercise plan because nobody wants to be told what to do, Cynthia. You know that. You find right. it on your own. Right. Mm-hmm. But I guess being a coach at, 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 at your stage is just as rewarding as uh, being projected in front of the Capital District and talking to people on the TV. Would you say that's true? I think they're very different, and I enjoy them both. Oh, okay. Would you ever go back to TV? Why? I don't know. You, You tell me. 
I mean, really, why? I was done. I still write. I love journalism. I was just done with television, and I was time to move on, you know? Uh, we have to okay. grow and evolve, and it was time to do that. So, you know, I had a wonderful career. I was many honors, a New York Emmy. Um, it really wasn't anything left to accomplish, and yet I had other things to accomplish. So I gave uh-huh. a lot of thought. And went to school for health coaching. I thought it was simply going to augment my reporting. And then I realized what a passion I had for it and um, reached out to the folks here at Capital Cardiology and said, look, this is what I'm doing. Might you be interested? And they are in the process of uh, crafting a wonderful uh, wellness uh, center here with nutritionists and exercise physiologists. There's a bariatric surgeon, an exercise area, me. And um, they're really committed to uh, the health and well-being of their uh, patients. You know, if you can keep the horses in the barn, Cynthia, it's much better than having to round them up afterwards. Right. Now, since you've had a, a long career in TV and journalism, and you're still interested in being productive. Uh, as a as a baby boomer, am I correct in saying baby boomer? Mm-hmm. Would you say that the perception of retirement is different than when we were younger? Yeah, I think it's evolved. Okay. And how so? Just as you pointed out, doing something beyond. You know, we most people in our generation don't have a, uh, and I don't know what your generation is, but don't have a, a pension. You know, unless you've been in the state uh, teachers uh, union or worked for the state, the pensions went by the boards and everything became 401k. So, you know, people who are well documented, they're working longer. And uh, there's just, and ideally we're healthier, so ideally you have more productive years. And, um, and there are more opportunities. And with the Internet, there are many other ways to connect with the world and people. So I think that a lot of boomers and even the next generation are looking to uh, remain involved in something they're passionate about. And research shows that if you do that, you're, for the most part, it's not every, you know, I hate to make a blanket statement, it keeps you healthier and, if you will, younger. This is true. This is true. I'm lucky enough to be a retiree from the state. So my, my passion is doing my podcast, my radio show, keeping up with what's going on. And it's really mm-hmm. a lot of, it's really a lot of fun, and it, it keeps my, it keeps my mind occupied. It keeps my brain uh, with mm-hmm. exercising, and I think it's, you know, for me, this is the best, the best time of my life is right now, because I'm retired, One. but yet I, I could get to do whatever I want to do. There you go. Yeah. That's one. Yeah. Say that again, Benita. Agree with you. Yes. Okay. Yep. So, you know, we just have a 
couple of minutes left. So for yeah. everybody, everybody who's listening to this, what would you tell them? I would tell them to find your passion. I would tell them to move. It's 150 minutes a week. I would tell them to remember that food uh, can serve as medicine. It can be healing. And I would also tell them to smile every day. You know, be happy. Laughter, delight, that's really important. The most infectious thing is a bad mood. So keep away from those who want to pull you down. And if you'd like to be in a uh, book an appointment with me. It's really easy. Just go to my website. It's BenitaHealthCoach.com. Okay. So um, thank you, Benita. Um, I'm sure that people who are listening to this will will um, contact you. And I do miss watching you on TV. Oh, but I'm, thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad I had the, the, the time to talk to you. So you've been listening to Benita Zahn. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Benita, it was great talking with you, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.